Hi, everyone. Welcome to Growing Social Now. I am Barbara Rosconi, and I am super excited today to interview Dr. Pauline Wallen. Pauline is a psychologist in central Pennsylvania, and she's the author of Taming Your Inner Brat, a guide for transforming self-defeating behavior. Pauline has been quoted in major media, including CNN, Associated Press, Yahoo News, USA Today, Washington Post, Chicago Tribune, Forbes, Self, Ladies Home Journal, Modern Bride, Fitness Prevention, Women's Day, Consumer Reports on Health, and so many other places. So you may have seen her name in the news. And you know, on this show, I like to connect with people that I know personally. Pauline and I, I think, have been together on over 300 marketing therapy sessions. Every other week, we talk on our marketing mastermind. And I just love Pauline's brilliant insights and her sparkling skepticism that keeps us all on our toes. So Pauline, I'm just so excited to have you here today. Well, I'm delighted to be here, Barbara. And the topic that I'm going to be talking about, I think, is something that everybody can relate to. That's it. And so what is your topic? It's the real reason you procrastinate and how to stop. Wow. Now, I think, you know, for people who are in social media, procrastination is something that comes up every day. You know, you'll get back to this oh, yeah. post or you'll write the content later and it doesn't happen. That's just social media. But procrastination is something that is just pervasive throughout our lives. In fact, don't you have some stats on how it affects businesses? Well, I don't have current stats, but um, we know we do know that it costs businesses billions of dollars in lost employee time, you know, people sharpening their pencils or people doing a little bit more research or, mm-hmm. you know, going to get a cup of coffee or any all the other things that we do to to put things off or to rationalize why we can't get started now. And um, it's, you know, some people are really proud of being procrastinators. It's like, well, I do my best work under pressure or, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just a perp, you know, it, it runs in my family. And people, <laughs> I mean, it, but it really is no laughing matter. It really is a serious problem. It's not a psychiatric diagnosis, but it is a serious problem. Well, I, I can agree that procrastination is something that everyone is familiar with. And uh, why do you think people put things off? Is it out of laziness or because there's not enough time or something else? Well, we all have reasons. Sure. You know, like there's this, I, I need, I, I need a solid block of time. So I'm going to start, it's too late on a Friday afternoon. So I'm going to start first thing Monday morning, or I'm going to save it for the weekend. And we, we don't get it done. And I, I'd just like to tell you a little story about my shirt. I'd love that. <laughs> so, so <laughs> I had this shirt on my dresser um, and it needed a button. So I just left it on the dresser and um, every morning I'd look at it and think, oh, I'd like to wear that shirt to work, but yeah, it needs a button. I'll fill the button on later. In the evening, I'd go back into the bedroom and I said, oh, I didn't fill the button on. I felt kind of bad. And that mm-hmm. went on for about a month. So I estimated, let's say 30 days of like two minutes a day, one minute feeling bad in the morning, one minute feeling bad in the evening. I had suffered or made myself suffer feeling bad about not sewing a button on my shirt for a total of of two minutes a day for 30 days for an hour, an hour's worth of feeling bad. So one, the next morning I said, I am going to wear that shirt and I'm going to sew on that button. And how long do you think it took me? Well, assuming you could find the needle and thread, not very long. <laughs> right. Including finding the needle and thread, it was under five minutes. Wow. 
And, you know, I, I know where I keep needle and thread. And I wasn't, you know, it was like a, a, a light colored shirt. I just needed white thread, a needle. And it was already threaded. So I just, you know, zipped that button on. And then I thought to myself, all that feeling bad for this, like something that took five minutes. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't something I was scared of doing. I just didn't feel like doing it. And so what I did is I promised myself I'd do it later. And that made me feel better for the moment until I saw the shirt again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, why, why do you think people procrastinate? Or why is it hard to stop? Well, the, the, the typical reasons that some people think people procrastinate is that they're lazy which mm-hmm. actually procrastinators tend to be not lazy at all. They're actually quite conscientious. That's why they feel so guilty about not doing something. Um, or that it's a time management problem. You know, mm-hmm. I just don't have enough time. And, you know, I, I, was, I attended a, um, a meeting of um, professionals and it, it was at the local uh, Society of Association Executives. And there was a speaker who talked about how to manage your time. And then my following speech was why we don't do it. Oh, that's a good <laughs> so we were a tag team. Yeah. <laughs> and then we had lunch. And mm-hmm. at lunch, I heard, you know, how every, you know, how, how that was so true, because I bought all these time management books, I bought all these file folders, and, and I still don't get it done. And the reason is psychological. It's internal, not external. Ooh, well, so, tell, tell us about that. And I guess the, the, the inner brat comes in there somewhere too, huh? Well, a little bit. I'll, I'll just tell you the cycle of procrastination, and then we can talk about you know, how, how we perpetuate that cycle. Okay. So let's use my shirt as an example. So I would look at the shirt, and I would just get kind of a little bit of anxiety you know, because a little bit of resistance, because I'm not sure if I'm going to find the needle and thread, you know, and what it's just, it's too much work right now to think about while I'm thinking about other things. Mm -hmm. So my anxiety is high. But once I promise myself that I'm going to do it later, now I feel better. Mm -hmm. Now the psychology psychology of reinforcement is what were you doing just before you were feeling better? Mm -hmm. Oh, I was avoiding, I was avoiding doing my task. So now I have just rewarded, uh, rewarded avoidance, you know, so that becomes more like, so since I feel better by promising myself, now that's a, a reinforced behavior, mm-hmm. which when you, if you have a dog, <laughs> which I know you do, and I have two of them, um, and most people have trained dogs or kids <laughs> and tried to train cats, some cats are trainable, but um, when you re- when you reward a behavior, it becomes more more likely to happen, and mm. it strengthens it. So, um, promising yourself that you'll do it later, and then avoiding the task, you're actually rewarding yourself by uh, by avoiding it. So you, that's a rewarding feeling of relief. Um, wow. Yeah, and so you feel relief now, and then you come back and you think about that task or you see it or you see all the dishes on the counter or you see the bills that, oh yeah, I was going to pay those. Or you have all these things that you want to post on social media and you're going to pick one real soon. But then you say, okay, 
I'll do it later. I'll promise myself I'll do it later. And the reason and the reason that is so powerful is because you can still feel conscientious and responsible. You're oh. not really being you're not saying I'm going to slack off. You say, I'm really going to do this. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, thinking about, let's say, paying bills doesn't get them paid. So it really you aren't that responsible if you're not actually doing, you know, paying the bills. But if you're feeling conscientious and you think you promise yourself later and you really intend to do it later. Mm-hmm. So what you know, I'm, and you we keep going around and around in this cycle because it's so rewarding to just say, OK, I feel better just by promising myself and I didn't have to lift a finger. But now we don't say that to ourselves conscientiously. I mean, mm-hmm. we don't say that to ourselves consciously, but anything that, you know, has a reward value, such as relief from anxiety um, is likely to be repeated. So we keep repeating it over and over again. Yeah, it's definitely buy, a pattern. Yeah. So, you know, buying, a, 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 taking a course or buying a certain filing system or saying, just do it. I mean, that, that you could push yourself with that. But unless you really understand why you're really procrastinating, you're not going to have a good handle on it. So now that we know the cycle, I guess, uh, and, and how we keep rewarding ourselves for putting it off, how, um, what can we do to manage our procrastination? I mean, how can we break this cycle? Okay, so that's when your, your inner brat, which I call us the, the part of you that's like, you know, still two years old and wants what it wants when it wants yeah. it. So we all have yeah. this inner brat in the back of our mind. So you're, let's say, um, let's give me an example of posting something on social media. Let's talk about that and we'll use that as an example for what to do. Well, you know, if you are someone who's a professional that's doing a content calendar, you probably have a schedule. So you're not going to procrastinate as much, but you might. I think one of the problems that people run into is with their personal brand. You know, they procrastinate. They, uh, it's not a priority. Uh, they say, oh, I'll update my LinkedIn profile someday. And five years later, they haven't done one thing. Maybe they've liked a couple of posts along the way, but I feel like they, you know, the one person that people procrastinate against the most, if you want to call it against or with or for whatever is themselves. Right. So I I like that update your uh, LinkedIn profile, because that's an example where you, it's, it's kind of a major project. It's not just, you know, fixing a typo. Mm-hmm. So you're not quite sure how much work is involved. Right. And so you, you get a little bit anxious. Mm-hmm. And in order to justify putting it off, um, or in order to justify promising yourself you'll do it later, um, you might do things like rationalize. Well, I need more time. Or I, um, I need to find um, you know, that link that I wanted to put on there. And I don't have time to look, at, look for it right now. Or, you know, um, the, you can bargain with yourself. This is your inner brat, you know, trying to negotiate, um, saying, well, I'll, I'll do it this weekend, you know, and um, because uh, I'm really busy and I deserve to just kind of, you know, sit and play video games for a while. Mm-hmm. So or, or just scroll on or just read other people's stuff on Facebook. Right. Yeah. And then two hours goes by and then you Easily. go, oh, well, it's too late to get started now. Yeah, and so exactly. this is how your inner brat is talking to yourself. 
you know, I'll just like the inner brat is telling me that there's a cake on the on the counter and I'm just going to straighten it for a little bit because it, <laughs> I'll just straighten it and eat just that yeah. little sliver. And then right. I've straightened like half the cake away. So well, this is how my inner brat, you know, has <laughs> rationalizes why I'm allowed to eat cake because it's not yeah. really that many. It doesn't have calories when it's, you know, a quarter of an inch thin. Exactly. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so your inner brat really keeps, or it's, the, you know, the rationalization or the feeling anxious that it, I, it's too much work. You're, mm -hmm. it's, I guess it could be whining even to yourself because if it's, if it's going to take some effort, um, that's not a reason not to do it. But yeah. we talk ourselves out of it in a way that allows us to still save face with ourselves to, for our, you know, to maintain kind of like a, a sense of, of self-respect because we're really conscientious and really going to do it this weekend for sure. Mm -hmm. And then five years later, it's, well, now I have to really overhaul my profile. And now this is way too much work. So, um, you know, oh, <laughs> lather, rinse, repeat every day, right? That's what we do. Oh, wow. Well, what emotions do you think are at play here? Do you think fear could be a factor? Uh, because I think- what... Yeah, a lot of it is fear-based, like peer perfectionism, you know? Okay. Or um getting distracted or the negative self-talk that we say, well, I'm, I probably won't do a very good job. I, I'm yeah. not ready to face that. I think you hit on a big one there. And I know when I talk to people, one of their stumbling blocks is they don't know what to say if it's on social media. And, you know, it's like, I, I, I saw someone present uh, about, they were talking about being on Twitter and they said, they did, they gave the example, I think it was Babe Ruth, but he had, I don't know how many hits 5,000, he made 3,000. Those probably aren't the right numbers. But the, the point was, you know, he had to, to swing a lot of times before things happen. And so I think people get really hung up on what to say. So they don't say anything. And um, yeah. then they go silent. So do you have some techniques people can use to, to get over these fears and, and turn on the let's do it light? You know? so, yes. First, just it's how you talk to yourself. That's a now, big one. Yeah. <laughs> notice the difference in how you feel if you say, um, I have to update my profile versus I'm going to update my profile or I will update my profile. Mm -hmm. When you yeah. say I have to, immediately that sets up resistance in your mind. Yeah, it just doesn't feel good. Yeah. So when you say I will, it's like, okay, well, that's next, next thing mm -hmm. to do. Um, if you, uh, if you promise somebody you're going to get something done, we generally keep promises to ourselves, to other people more than to ourselves. So you say, I'm going to get that to you by, you know, end of business today, mm -hmm. you will probably more likely do it. But one of the most effective ones that works for me, especially with writing is 15 magic minutes. Oh, tell so us about can, that. Let's you can plant your, plant your butt to the chair. Yeah. And just start writing anywhere. You don't have to start at the beginning. You mm -hmm. can start in the middle. Just start with what feels, you know, just what comes naturally to you in your mind. And you may end up changing it completely. But at the end of 15 minutes, you have the option to stop. Um, and chances are you will have broken through that anxiety Mm -hmm. that comes with the procrastination and you will want to continue but if you don't 
continue, if you choose to stop, you still have some work product and it's so much easier to edit something than to create it. Oh, that's for sure. Yeah. And I think so with writing, one of the things I've heard is you can't write and edit at the same time. It's like having your foot on the brake and your foot on the gas. You can't go anywhere. Well, yeah. But yeah I mean, you, you can't just write gibberish either. So, right. Yeah. yeah, that's but yeah. You, you just, just get the ideas down. And mm -hmm. even if it's like bullet point, like a bullet point with one, you know, one sentence beside it. So you've got a structure. Mm -hmm. And you'll find that as you write, or as you continue on whatever task you're, you've decided to start, your anxiety, you'll start to get more relaxed mm. as you go. And within mm -hmm. 15 minutes, you will be more relaxed. Mm -hmm. You won't feel that resistance. You won't feel that urge, you know, to get up and sharpen your pencil or to, you know, get up and get a snack or, you know, to do whatever that but first syndrome, you know, but first I have to do this, but first I have yeah. to do that. <laughs> Yeah, I've tried that 15 minute magic and it, it really does work. The, the time flies and the next thing you know, you've been there for half an hour and you've got something to show for your efforts. It might not be absolutely perfect, but you've got to start. Yeah, you've got to start. And um, then, you know, you can continue on for another 15 minutes. So you're only signing up for 15 minutes in the time and anybody can do 15 minutes. Yeah, I didn't know that it was 15 minute increments. That's even better. So um, would you talk a little bit about the relationship? I know you touched on it a little bit, but between perfectionism and procrastination, I mean, are there some things that we should let go of because they're never going to be perfect or should we lower our standards? What should we do? Well, being very familiar with the perfectionism and um, I, my psychological report, I am the most scrupulous editor and it, I waste so much time on where the comma should go uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that's usually after you know I've done the report but being perfectionistic is is based in fear because making a mistake is scary and mm -hmm. you shouldn't worry about making well we say you shouldn't worry people worry anyway but if you make a mistake allow yourself a certain number of mistakes oh so yeah, um, I, uh, if you say, you know, I'm going to like allow myself um, five mistakes in this today and I'm not going to send it. I'm just going to just, you know, I'm not going to correct anything until I've made five. Mm -hmm. You kind of accept that and you calm down and you're not like just judging yourself all the time. But in terms of precision, um, the time that you put into, let's say, social media mm -hmm. um, and people are scrolling through it, you know, just it, the time that it, it's really poor return on your investment because nobody is parsing your sentences. They're just wanting to get a sense of what you're trying to say. You're going to be forgiven if there's a typo. Um, if your grammar isn't perfect, um, I suggest that, you know, you, you, you do learn the basics, but if you, you know, don't, you have a dangling participle, nobody's going to like say, well, you don't know what you're talking about. But it is right. important to have good grammar. and the, good There's grammar. always the edit button too. And you can yes. use Grammarly if you want to get it too. Yes. Well, I can't believe how fast our time has flown today. And I've learned so much. I feel so empowered now, Pauline. Thank you. So uh, what are you going to do tonight? Well, tonight, I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to, when we're done with the interview, I am going to get my outline for my new LinkedIn course together. 
and it's, it's structured, but it's kind of like, you know, you go to the grocery store, you buy the ingredients for your dinner. I have all the ingredients. I just need to make sure they're in the recipe and then I'll be all set to start it and get it recorded on Monday. So oh, great. Yeah. How so about you? you? you <laughs> well, I have all sorts of papers and folders that I was working on a major report. I am going to gather them up. And so the desk is, my desk is not cluttered. I anticipate it's going to take me three minutes, but I've been oh. looking at it all week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's like, you know, sometimes those little tiny one, two, three minutes can really make your day. And mm -hmm. the, the last yes. few minutes I spent talking with you have certainly made my day. And I know I so look forward to talking to you every two weeks. And I hope everyone has gotten some great tips from Pauline. And where can we find you online, Dr. Pauline Wallen? Uh, it's drwallen.com, D-R-W-A-L-L-I-N. And my book, Taming Your Inner Brat, is on Amazon. And I would highly recommend it. I'm going to go back and read it again. So thanks, everyone, for joining us. And uh, this has been Growing Social Now with Barbara Rosconi and my special guest, Dr. Pauline Wallen. We hope you'll tune, again, tune in again soon.